y'all. Minute 30 until we go live. You've been waiting for this all day, haven't you? Smash the like button, y'all. Like buttons don't hit themselves. You know what it is. intro like that wow you add john to it that's what we got (laughs) i can't why did you not mute him (laughs) (laughs) he was just going and it was just too good and whatever all right y'all we got a very special show if you can't already tell they don't even need an introduction but we got to do this right we're going to try to properly introduce them i am with the Suns Jam Session Podcast, the OGs of the Suns post-game show. John and Matt, how are you guys doing? Tell the people where to find you, even you, Matthew, because I know you don't really do the social media thing. But, John, let's start with you, man. How are you doing? Talk to me, man. I'm good. Thank you for having us on this beautiful show with this beautifully branded show known as the Suns Geek Channel. Uh, you can find me at Darth Voida on the, the Twitter, if you will, and you can find our show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Uh, we go live after every single Suns game, and we have for years now. So if you need a place to hang out and you're not hanging out with the Suns Geek after every game, come on over to the Suns Jam session. We'll, we'll, we'll tell a joke or two and enjoy the game and drink a couple beers with you. That's what we are. We're like a therapy session. Matthew, where can the people find you, man? Hey, everybody. My name is Matthew Paul Lissy. Uh, you can find me at Matthew Lissy on Twitter. I love all this space right here. Usually I'm squished at the, it's like a little vault I'm in on the Sun's Jam podcast. But, like that? Oh, <laughs> that feels like home. Yeah. yeah now I got this. Ow! Bite that off. Wait, can we go back to the other way? Or no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you can't even see my face. That's the only reason people watch. And uh, good to be here, man. Love this show. I'm a big fan. Been listening since 1969. (laughs) And uh, it's been a while, but I'm back. Excited to be back on. Well, I am honored to have both of you on the channel. And I do sincerely apologize that it has been, this is the first time pretty much that you guys have been on this channel. 
as me hosting. So, John, Matthew, just relax a little bit. I got the hosting duties today. <sighs> and speaking of that, um, I did drop the ball, though, because I actually don't have any alcohol tonight. No, that's, I just that's got me. water. But I do want to know what you guys are drinking. That's, that's called night. pulling a Matthew. <laughs> yeah, um, that's me every night. Matthew, I, I'm a down water. Yeah, I just drink the water. I'm going crazy tonight. Y'all. I'm drinking White Claws. <laughs> Because there ain't no laws. Well, it, as, as John says, pop them if you got them. Let us know what you guys are drinking in the chat. I'm going to take a sip of this, and then we'll get started. Apparently, Espo's burner in the chat is four gummies and ten beers deep. So he's uh, we're working <laughs> there, Espo's right, burner. Yeah. Great, great balance there, it's that, right? It's, it's, that, it's, that perfect, it's that perfect balance between gummy and alcohol content. If you have four gummies and ten, ten beers deep, what do you do? You tune into the Suns Geek and Suns Jam you session. Do. That makes sense. The best well, thing to do is like just take four gummies and sit there and then fly into outer space. That's the best feeling <laughs> of my life. And then pretty soon, 20 minutes later, you're trying not to see a demon. So <laughs> you're oh, hiding yeah. from a demon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Sorry, guys. Well, again, you, you guys, thank you so much for being here, y'all. And look, you know, shameless plug here for you guys. I know you guys are going to be doing your Suns Clippers preview show tomorrow. But I figured, you know what, we actually have time. The Suns and us have some time off this week, and I figured this was the great time to get you guys on the channel and sort of do a like my version of a Suns Clippers preview show. But before we really dive into it, y'all, and this is really going to be a Q&A session. So by the way, everybody in the chat right now, if you got a question for us, Suns-related, NBA-related, heck, ask us anything except for like politics and all Please. that shit. Um, go ahead and put it in the chat now. I have a couple IG questions that we'll answer later. But before we talk Suns Clippers, this is a reoccurring question that I ask all my guests on this channel um, and probably will continue to do that. And we'll start with Matthew this time. Matthew, where were you and what were you doing when you got the notification that the Suns got Kevin Durant? Well, I was almost asleep. I was on my bed. It was late, you know. During that time of my life, I was on my phone probably about an hour and a half before I go to sleep, which is really bad for you. But good thing I was because I did see that Kevin Durant and Mikael Bridges and the Suns all mixed together in one tweet from Sham Sharania. And I called John. And I'm like, you ready? Let's do this. And I was shaking all over the place. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, even though I didn't read the full tweet. But it, it was going down. Almost fell asleep. But. That pod that night, man, I've never been so like just shaky and nervous the whole time. It was like almost like uh, a death to like a relative or something, but in a good way. I felt great. And uh, yeah, that's where I was. What about you, John? You're on, you on the other end of that. I know that. Yeah, I mean, the same thing as Matthew. I was literally, I just laid, it was 11.08, I think, p.m. on February 8th, our time. The fact that I can remember that, it was like <laughs> to show you that it was a memorable moment. And I was I just laid down and I had my phone and I was looking at I was watching the Suns Geek channel, catching up on the, all this my on all your content. Uh, and, and the notification came and it just said, you know, Phoenix Suns have acquired Kevin Durant. I didn't read just like Matthew, I didn't read the whole tweet. Same here. I literally uh -huh. and called Matthew. <laughs> and we both are like, holy shit. And then we're like, we gotta go live right now. And I come running out. My wife's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, we just got Kevin Durant. Making sweet love. <laughs> set, set up a whole, uh, the whole podcast. And, and to Matthew's point, like, I've never been so anxious doing a podcast because of sheer excitement. 
And Matthew's right. It's like you, you have that shakiness, like Logan Roy just died or something, and you don't oh, know what to do. What? You know, and it's just crazy. Shut the podcast down. You can't do that. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Oh my and god. Watch, watch this. Hey, Suns Geek, do you know who Logan Roy is? I actually don't know. Who that exactly. Is. Nobody right. knows Matthew. <laughs> Nobody watches Succession but us. But I was sitting there shaking, shaking during that time. We did like an hour and a half. We had Flex from Jersey on the pod. We had Gavin from the Aussies Suns Fan Podcast on. Uh, we had anybody we could. There was a guy, uh, Dario Sarge, came to us live from Circle K, uh, smoking a pack of cigarettes outside. Mm-hmm. It was hard to understand him due to the lighting and his accent. And it was just an amazing uh, night and experience. I wrote a piece for Brightside that night talking about the acquisition i published it at like 1 30 in the morning you're like then, i'm like, not sleeping i couldn't <laughs> and then six o'clock i'm up and i have to go to work the next day and i have just a shit eating grin and there's one guy at my work and no one at my work watches basketball or gives two shits until the playoffs they're all tell everyone at work by the way i'm sh- I-, I wonder if it's this way with you brandon everyone at work right now is coming up and be like hey so the playoffs you know like you know they're like hey t- so what are your thoughts on the suns like oh now you care yeah Yep. I go live after every fucking game. Now you give a shit. Yep. But of course, mm-hmm. like, that's okay. We want the bandwagoners. Uh, <laughs> but somebody knew at work that Kevin Durant had been trained. He's like, what do you what do you think? I'm like, Kevin fucking Durant, dude. <clears throat> Kevin fucking Durant. Kevin Durant. That's what it's all about. Well, that's mm. the show, everybody. Thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys being no, Thanks, but, <laughs> but no, I do like asking that question to all the you know reoccurring guests, first-time guests, which again, we need to do this more often, you guys. I gotta get you on the channel. It's been yeah. forever. Um, yeah. but, but let's really been a dive. While. Let's really dive into the uh meat, if you will, of this show. Mm. And dive into that meat. Now, there these two questions kind of go together, but they're sort of different. We kind of went over this during the rundown. But I want to ask you guys, and we'll start with you, John. Um, who is the Phoenix Suns biggest X factors in your personal opinion for the series? Is it a DeAndre Ayton? Is it a Kogi? Tory Craig, maybe. Who is the biggest X factor in your opinion? Against the Clippers and against any team that we play in the postseason, it's DeAndre Ayton. Yep. You think about the expectations that we had of DeAndre Ayton this season, and they were lofty. And they've been lofty for the five years that he's played for the Phoenix Suns. And now that there is that buffer around him, the bubble wrap, if you will, around him, that is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, the expectations kind of fall for him, right? We know, for those of you who watch our podcast with regularity or listen to it, and again, if you're listening to this podcast, hope you like the different format. It's not all me talking. It's great. <laughs> it's not me hosting. It's fantastic. But now that Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul are there, like, Matthew, you can fortify this. DeAndre Ayton is a moot point. He used to be like the top topic of conversation every podcast and now it's like oh shit 40 minutes in we're like and let's talk about da's performance now that being said any series we play against his defensive prowess his ability not to be played off the court and be targeted on defense is going to be vital for the success of the suns because there's a lot of different teams that that's going to be their weaknesses and that's what happens in playoff series is you find the weakest link and you attack And from a defensive standpoint, it's not DeAndre Ayton. If he can put together typical DA numbers, 17 and 10, 17 and 12, this team's going to be very, very hard to beat because everybody else is going to contribute in in some way, shape, or form 
The guys on the bench could be an X factor. Sure. But for me, it's DeAndre Ayton. What about you, Matthew? You know what? I was going to choose DA and I thought about it for, you know, since the beginning of the season, he was the guy to win us a championship. Um, Charles Barkley said mid season when he was failing, but then had the awesome couple weeks after that, that it's, it's on DA for the Suns to win a chip. And it really was. Um, now that we have KD, it's, he's still a big piece, right? The biggest thing for him is just to be ready, be ready for the ball, be in good position, help your teammates out to, you know, just make sure that they can find you because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him. But I think it's actually Devin Booker. And the reason I'm choosing him is because the same thing with um, kind of like Jason Tatum too, where last year, Jason Tatum kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, the Celtics lost. Now it's like you hear Kendrick Perkins talking about like he's the guy that has a, the biggest weight on his shoulder to win a championship this year, which is kind of a stretch. I'm going to choose Booker just because I know how good he can be, but he still needs to go to another level for this team to win. That next level is just basically closing teams out, being the guy that can score 40 and the guy that people are going to forget about. I mean, going into the series, he's a, he's the other guy where you're like, well, who's going to cover Booker, right? Because Kawhi, maybe it's Kawhi, but who, like he's probably going to be on Durant. So then Booker has to be that guy just to close these games out and just make sure that he plays to his ultimate best level which we've seen before and two years ago in the playoffs we have last year it was okay the whole team of course fell apart but i just think that that next level he gets to is what's going to really carry us to a championship i'm counting on that i think da will do his business it won't be anything fantastic i think we'll have some good defensive games good rebounding games but booker's just got to be there every game he'll have an off game maybe once a series but even next series to close this team out in five, he has to just step it up. So to your point, Matthew, you're saying because of the Kevin Durant gravity, Devin Booker is going to have the opportunity. And yep. what you're saying, the reason he's the X factor is because he has to take advantage of that opportunity, right? He does. And people forget. I think, you know, he's always been the guy that's just overlooked. And I think people forget. And I, of course, teams going into the series are going to be like, yeah, we got to make sure we cover those guys, Devin Booker. But I'm just saying like, Anybody going into the game, they're going to think Kevin Durant. Anybody watching the game, Kevin Durant. But the Booker is going to be the guy that has to come out and be like, remember me, and just win each game. You know what I mean? Win each series for us. What I love about your guys' answers are two of the big four. And two of those players are getting, you know, two of the big four. Your guys' answers are getting paid billions of dollars, and I'm not even joking. Uh, and that's why I like your guys' answers, because you're holding them both accountable. That's another reason why I wanted to ask you guys this question. Because let's be real, that's what James Jones, Monty Williams, et cetera, themselves, they should be holding themselves accountable. And those should be our two biggest X factors. I don't really know if I had an answer to this one. You guys know me. I'm pretty bad at picking just one single player. Uh, but I, we I you know, know. <laughs> we saw you. you. Yeah. We saw you in the chat on our Jammy Awards last <laughs> night. We're like, all right, yeah. over the place. Who, who wins this award? You're like, six guys. I almost walked out. I couldn't yeah. even finish the stream. John had to like hold me back in the private chat and be like, it's all right, Matt. I'm like, dude, it's I'm like, okay. this guy shows up one more time with multiple names. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. Well, the you, show will not go on. <laughs> you guys are going to hate my answer for the uh, biggest factor and for the Landry follow-up Shamit. question. <laughs> yeah, Landry, Landry <laughs> Shamit. Dario so doesn't even play for us that, anymore, okay. but Dario Sarge is our biggest X factor. But no, Jake seriously, Crowder, man. <laughs> but um, I guess really, I, I think I'm going to agree with you both on your answers. But for some reason, 
I think it's Josh Akogi, at least just for this series, not really for the entire playoffs, because we had a we had an incredible discussion a while back about who is the Phoenix Suns fifth starter, which has pretty much been answered by now. And I think that video was or that conversation was perfect timing and everything because Josh Kogi is our fifth starter. But I've been saying on this channel, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about it, too. If he's inconsistent, like he'll be he'll be consistent on the defensive end. But if he's inconsistent offensively, maybe next series or maybe like in game four or five, maybe Monty Williams decides to go with a Tory Craig. I doubt that happens because you don't really want to like experiment and switch things up in a playoff series. But you guys get my point. So even though I completely agree with you guys on Booker and Aiton, and I'm glad you guys are holding them accountable, I think I'm going to go with Josh Akogi on this one. Uh, well, I don't know why. And it, it also comes down to the argument of how do you define X factor? Is X factor yeah. the guy who doesn't have a lot of expectations and can help assist in swinging a series? Because that's a Josh Akogi. You know, to, I think Matthew and I we both have that point of view. It's like, okay, who is the guy when we define X factor? Who's the guy who has to who has to live up to what his expectations are? And that's where the DA and Devin Booker, uh, yeah. I think, point of view comes from. So, again, yeah. there's no wrong answer unless you say like Dario Sarch, because, <laughs> you know, well, there is some wrong answers. But like even Cameron Payne could be an X factor because of what out he can for bring. the first game. Did you is see he that? really? I just yeah. looked it up on yeah. ESPN. He's out Sunday. That's yeah. Mm. And, and busy. What do we know? Busy is day to day. Gerald okay. Bogey confirms he was wearing a knee brace, though. So, <sighs> not good. Yeah, but then you look at the opposition; they are out. Paul George. So, yep. Yeah, it's a good series. That's that's why it's nice to play this team right now. And he maybe I'm a little over optimistic. Uh, optimistic, but that game's Sunday, and today's Thursday. Just saying. It's it's a, if it's a day by day thing, you never this, know. This week is dragging. I know to get to the weekend. <laughs> and the worst thing is, I'm working a six day work week. I worked on Sunday for Easter. So it's like, not only is it dragging, but it's a six-day work yeah. week. It's really dragging. I've been on like Thursday mode for four days. Now I'm like, just fucking get here Friday. <laughs> and then, of course, tomorrow it's like going to be a busy day at work. I'm like, God, I got to earn my weekend, man. Yeah, you go out there and earn it, man. Earn the big bucks so you can buy me a beer. I will. And then you'll you'll reject it. So I throw it over my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I want a water, sir. <laughs> do you know they do that at the stadium now? Is they sell canned Dis uh, Dasani water? Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. one last time. We went I to remember, the Suns yeah. Game. yeah, yeah. When we went to your son's game, you got one just to pop one open. I'm like, yeah, just go drink from Expensive. the toilet, dude. <laughs> yeah, drink so, eat a urinal cake. So moving on real quick, but again, this yes. kind of is in the same conversation as like, what is an X factor? Who is going to be the X factor? But I kind of feel like this question's a little different. And for all the Burns and Gambo Arizona sports fans out there, I did borrow this question from them. But who is under the most pressure to perform this postseason? I'll actually start with this one. You guys are going to hate my answer, but I'm being serious. Landry Shamit. <laughs> yes, Landry Shamit. Uh, well, honestly, he could be one of those players. Uh, but I will say this. It's honestly on the big four. Let's be real. I mean, that might sound like a weird answer. But again, these guys are getting paid billions of dollars. And they are big four. If they stay healthy, they have to absolutely perform. And it's got to be a consistent thing. I'm not saying yeah. DeAndre needs to average 30 and 20. I'm not saying KD needs to drop 60 and Booker needs to, you know, you guys know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But they just oh, yeah. need to be consistent. They also, and I, I try not to use this word too much, although sometimes when I'm talking about Booker, I do use it a lot. Booker needs to be efficient. DeAndre Ayton's got to set harder screens, rim roll, play great defense, 
kind of be that DeAndre Ayton that we saw in the 2021, you know, that finals run and all that. And Chris Paul's got to look like he has what in the last five, six games of the season. And the reason that I brought up Josh Okoge as our X factor, especially on the offensive end, is just because you know that teams are going to do sort of like we saw in that Dallas game. They're going to have the other guys beat us because we all know Katie and Booker are going to get their own. DeAndre Ayton's going to hopefully play big. We're going to need those guys to step up and be consistent. So my answers are going to be our big four. But you know what? If maybe there's some diehard Landry Shamit fans out there, let's be real, man. He's got to start hitting some damn shots. I mean, what is he? Minutes first. He ain't even going to get minutes, man. And John, I know that you and I have talked about that a little bit with Damian Lee. Like just our entire bench has to step up too. So John, let's start with you on this one. Um, who's under the most pressure, man? Monty Williams. Ooh. Now, I'm not saying that if this team has an exit in the second round Western Conference Finals or NBA Finals, Monty Williams is on the hot seat in any way, shape, or form, and he shouldn't be. If he gets exited in the first round against the Clippers, he will be on a hot seat. Will we get rid of him? No. Should we get rid of him? No. Both of those are no. But you have Kevin Durant. You got Chris Paul in probably his last functional year as an NBA player. You got Devin Booker and you got DeAndre Ayton. So to your point, Suns Geek, you have an amazing core four. Go through the NBA. There's the big twos. There's a couple big threes still left. No one's got a core four like this. Exactly. Fact. So Monty Williams is on the hot seat to guide this team to a potential championship. And that's 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 something that, you know, we're all going to be watching, and you know it's going to happen on on the and you'll see it in the chat during your post gamers and during our post gamers. We know it is if the Suns lose a game, which they will. Guess what? We are going to we're not going sixteen to zero. It'd be great, but we ain't. The first thing ever fire Monty. Monty didn't make an adjustment, therefore he started the wrong guy at the wrong Monty's order. Not the right and, coach for this team. Yep, he's not the right coach. A coach, I'd rather bring a guy in who has nothing, who's not plugged into this team at all and have him coach this team than Monty Williams, who's been here, and he's been winning nothing but basketball games since he showed up. But yep. to my point, to my answer to that question, it's Monty Williams. Matthew, what says you, man? Talk to us. There's a lot. I was actually going to go for book, but I'm going to change it up. Um, there's a lot of pressure on book just because he has to be that guy. I don't, I'm not too worried about DA. I don't, I'm just trying not to expect too much, but I am going to be pissed after every game. All right, guys, <laughs> it's not going to go away. I'm going to come after, after pod and we're going to judge him. Um, <laughs> I'm going to choose Chris Paul. I mean, it's his last year basically as a starting point guard in the NBA, I would say. Um, but the only reason really is just don't fuck it up. Yeah, you it's know? a different kind of pressure for him, right? It is. Like, this is your last shot, dude. A, don't fuck it up. Yeah, he's had to adjust to a lot. He has a different kind of game where you're just relying on facilitating at a for him just standing there and moving the offense as best he can, not getting to the rim or doing anything special. You know, making the big threes because he's gonna get those open threes right. Making like those, but just just don't mess it up. Don't make the mistake at the end of games that are gonna cost us in game five, game six, and then sway the series. Um, so I just think that I mean it's his last real year as a starter, and that's I think that's just big in his mind. Uh it's a lot of pressure. He did say last year this is just mm-hmm. basketball, so maybe he's more relaxed, but I think out of all the guys, because they're going to be here next year. Chris Paul, we don't know what he's going to be next year. We might have Fred Van Vliet here, Fred Van Vliet here, or else Lillard. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's probably going to be Kyrie. So 
if Chris Paul wants to do it, this might be his last chance to really get one that matters that he can contribute to. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I've sort of been a Chris Paul defender because you brought it up, Matthew. He has had to adjust to a lot this season, and he's even talked about it. I think he said something along the lines of like, I can still shoot. I just haven't been able to get the ball. He said something like that, and we saw late in the season that he still can't shoot. And I think he's kind of had some underrated performances, even if it is like a 10 assist or excuse me, 10 point, 10, 16 assist game or just him just yeah. contributing offensively. And I think I've talked to both of you on your shows about this. Just he sometimes has those quiet games, but he's still being a leader out there. He's pretty much our quarterback out there. And I think I'm fine with that. But as you guys have both mentioned, especially Matthew, with your point, like, don't mess it up. You know, like we're going to need that consistency. We're going to need you to hit big shots, be a great leader out there, et cetera. So I think those were both great answers, including my multiple answer, which is, you know, that's just what I do. Um, oh, so real far so, for the course. So, so real quick, you guys, just to keep you guys updated, we are live with the Suns Jam Session podcast, finally making an appearance, a long overdue appearance on this channel. Uh, their links are down below in the, in the description. Go subscribe to them. I'm doing my best to keep an eye out on the chat. I'm going to, uh, we're going to be answering some questions later. Even if it's not a Suns or an NBA question, make sure to ask us. But we are going to move on here. Um, and this, you know, I don't really know why I thought of this question, but I'm going to ask you guys anyways. What are you most looking forward to in the first round? Uh, what says you, Matthew? I think just them coming out and playing yeah. the way they played the last two games or the two games before the last game where you just saw in six or eight minutes between those games where they were just dominant, big, taking over the game when they wanted to, grabbing the boards, hitting big shots, just running away with the lead. Of course, the competition was not – it was subpar, but that's that was all season long. But the way that they played in, that, in those situations, just to take over games, and then we're going to see the playoffs. And I talked about, you know – Devin Booker having to step up, that's going to be scary to watch. That's going to be fun to watch. But I think them just gelling in the first series and getting it over within five or six games, but also just showing like the league, like, oh my God, like, like this team here. Yeah. is a tear. Mm -hmm. Like there's yep. not going to be a whole lot of, I don't know, I guess bad play out there really, except for the bench, maybe. <laughs> if there are the injuries <laughs> with not. Cameron Payne. And, yeah. But I'm just telling you, man, as soon as they step on the court, I'm just looking forward to that. I'm looking yeah. forward to maybe just the first five minutes of playoff basketball. That's a great and fair answer. You pretty much Thank stole so the much. words right out of my mouth. John. I, know, I was reading off your screen, dude. Packed <laughs> in there. What, what are you thinking about, man? God, I like. There's a lot of pressure now. Like Matthew, but it was both great and fair. Like, yeah, I don't know what to say. It was the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. This is what I'm excited for. Forty minutes or more of both Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Breach. That's what I'm excited for. I mentioned it a little bit on our podcast last night, but one of the things I realized now that we've entered the postseason is from a betting standpoint, there's a lot more opportunity because yeah. you always make these bets every game. You'll sit in there. It's a Tuesday night, and and you're like, you know what? Okay, the Suns are playing. Eh, Kevin Durant, 25 points. That should lock that in one. And let me parlay that with uh, Devin Booker, 21 points. And then what happens is, they go up big. They, you know, they're they're not fighting for their lives in a regular season game, so they don't necessarily have the opportunity to be out there long enough to put up the statistic that you need to win the money. And what I've noticed is, when these games are do or die, when these games matter, all of a sudden you have an you you have your players playing 
the bigger minutes. And here's a fun one. This is where it's tough because I'm used to being on my channel where I have like my little drops and I would play the trivia time one here. But I'll ask you guys this question, okay? How many times this season have we seen Devin Booker play 40 minutes or more? Now, granted, he played 53 games this this season. How many times did he play 40 minutes or more? 10. 15. Nine. Nine. Oof. Kevin Durant, as a member of the Phoenix Suns, how many times in his eight games played did we see him play 40 minutes or more? Twice. Twice. I'm going to go two. Twice is correct. So all season. Yeah, look, look at you guys. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that wasn't bad. You guys like watched the Suns. But again, now that we're entering the postseason, we're going to get 40 plus minutes of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. That's what I'm excited for. That's going to be fun. No, I love your guys' answers. And I just think that, you know, it, it's obviously hard to win in this league and players step it up a notch or two, especially the greats of this game in the playoffs. And I think that's what the Phoenix Suns are going to do. And I, and I don't want to take anything, anything away from the Clippers. They're definitely quiet. You know, he's been there, done that, et cetera. They're going to they're gonna be tough to beat. But the Phoenix Suns, kind of like how you guys both were talking about, they're going to – show people, hey, we're here. And especially like Matthew was talking about, the first, like, five, first quarter, is gonna, I'm going to be glued to the screen. It's going to be incredible. I want to see what their energy looks like. Yeah. I hope they get those nerves out early. I'm just so excited for game one. Before, man. So I, I, forget, love those answers. before I forget, I'm, I apologize. So <laughs> okay. they took the playoff picture in the sunburst, and I saw a rumor that said that you can't wear the sunburst in the playoffs. They should be wearing the sunburst, right? Or was that just a team photo for the season? It's a team photo for the playoffs. And what they did is they mimicked the 92-93 yeah, team good. who were wore their sunburst jerseys with, with black. black pants. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> they, they so they can't wear the sunburst in the playoffs. I heard that they can't wear the the throwback stuff. Suns uni tracker when we need them. Yeah, confirm that Jamsters yeah. and Suns Geekonians, please. Yeah, because I mean, we, we've worn the city additions to death in the playoffs the last two yeah. seasons. Like, we got to get some sunbursts in the playoffs, man. Yeah, our city edition are the ones that no one likes, though. So, yeah, that we're all over. Love what they stand for, over the teal, right? Like, on to the yeah. next season. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, no, that's, that's, that's when I great. saw that picture, it's just heartbreaking because if we're not wearing those, I'm just got to wear those. I'm and upset. Did K, and did KD have a fresh cut? He looked good. Ooh, Katie, oh my god, you look good, man. Yeah, yeah. No, while we're at it, that was actually one of the Instagram questions from my guy Sakes, who does some great jersey designs. I'm not even Who's kidding. The sexiest he, player? Well, the, no, oh. he had asked, um, how fresh is Katie's cut? I don't know if you guys can see that, but he said, how fresh yeah. is Katie's cut? Uh, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys fresh. About that. <laughs> yeah, fresh, fresh, really fresh, like super fresh, like fresher <laughs> than they- something that's not fresh. Yeah, cooler than the other side of the pillow. <laughs> cooler than a CPAP machine. So moving on oh, here, <laughs> let's we're we're gonna jump to a, a late question here. Okay. And I I, I I I forgot to write down the person's name who asked this. And I'm gonna read this exactly how he tweeted it. Um we're gonna talk about the clippers here for a little bit, then we'll move on. And again, I'm gonna try to keep my Eyes on the chat. If you guys want to ask us an NBA question, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs later. Just anything. Get your Childhood questions in now. Childhood trauma. Yeah. Maybe we'll touch up a little on that. <laughs> it's going to be a great rest of the show, you guys. So let's talk about the Clippers for a minute here. And again, I'm reading this exactly how he tweeted it. Sort of two questions in one. 
Will the Clippers be able to exploit the Suns' guard inventory, or can they get the Suns, or sorry, can the Suns get by and do playmaking by committee, which I like the way he worded that, and in case CP3 or campaign or Shamit become become unavailable. So the way I'm taking that question is, if campaign's inconsistent or if he's, God forbid, injured, maybe Chris Paul's locked down on defense, can the Suns move the ball by committee Swing that ball around, which I'm really big on. I want to see that ball zipping around, especially with Kevin freaking Durant on your team. Uh, I don't know yeah. who, who wants to start this one. Who wants to? I, I don't really know if I have an answer to this one. I, I guess my answer, just real quick, is I hope so. I hope they've been working on zipping that ball around, playing that point five offense, which I don't really know if we've seen a lot of that this season, especially now that KD's on the roster. Um, Matthew, you want to start with this one? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, it's a good. It's a good question. I was worried about it until Katie got here. Now I'm not too worried about the point guard situation because it'd be playing yeah. the backups. I talked about that a gazillion times on our podcast, but I really think that if Cameron Payne comes back, of course he's out the first game. If he can come back and just kind of cancel out Bones Highland, you know, play mm. good against their backups, be the yeah. better backup point guard, just in his own way, that's going to be huge. That's going to be definitely really huge. But I think really KD just shored up a lot of answers we have with the backup point guard situation. Yep. So I'm not too worried. I think. Even in Bones and, um, you know, Russell Westbrook, two guys that, to me, when I watch, are kind of selfish, get inside their own heads, try to take over games and do the wrong thing. So let them figure that out. Let them just kind of turn into a black hole and have just those mental breakdowns on the court. And then they can just, you know, cancel each other out. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's a great answer. I agree. John, what, what are you thinking, man? Well, I look at it like this. So, you know, the front end of that question is, will the Clippers be able to exploit the sun's guard inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, de- it depends on how you take that. What do you mean exploit? Does it mean exploit to the fact where they're drawing fouls and we're in foul trouble, Chris Paul getting in foul trouble, Devin Booker potentially getting in foul trouble, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit. Or like suffocating them or something on defense. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and you, you look at it and like Kawhi Leonard draws 4.1 fouls per game. Uh, and then Paul George does the same, and he's not in this series. Russell Westbrook, who's their starting point guard, draws 2.8 fouls per game. And that's something that is not as prevalent as it once used to be with Russell Westbrook. So, Prime Russell Westbrook, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so does the playmaking by committee uh, work? Yes, and, and Matthew is correct. With yeah. Kevin Durant here, with the team having the ability to have multiple players bring the ball up the court consistently. We think back to the Pelican series last year and Jose Alvarado and the consistent hounding that Chris Paul took. Will he be hounded in the series? Absolutely. But it's going to be different because he's not always going to be bringing the ball up. There were times when he was, it was him, Devin Booker and anybody like we had Jay Crowder having to bring the ball up because simply just to, get the ball across half court to avoid the hounding that occurred. Now we know that Chris Paul will be targeted on defense. That's a fact The the, the Los Angeles Clippers are going to do that. They're going to try to get switches to put him on most likely the Kawhi Leonard types, Norman Powell, who also draws uh, quite a few fouls a game. He draws. He can score too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try to get those switches to try to take advantage of CP three and potentially get him in foul trouble or just make him expendable. Right. And what that does is it says, okay, we take Chris Paul potentially out of the game. We insert somebody who has the ability to play a little bit more defense, whether we're trying to fortify that with guard play or fortify that with wing play. We have both options available. 
But when that happens, we don't lose playmaking. That's the key is last year. You had to keep Chris Paul in the game at all times, at all costs during those moments when he was being hounded by Herb Jones and by Jose Alvarado, because you needed the playmaking ability on the court. When that happens, guess what? KD, Devin Book take over the primary playmaking ability, and you can still stagger their minutes effectively to where when Chris Paul is on the court, he's going to have the uh, the opportunity to play against players who are not necessarily going to have the ability to target him as much due to the depth on this team. So I uh, t- to answer the question that was submitted by Victorious Parathai. Thank I you am for looking that up. I am Victor on Twitter. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, yeah, when, when, when this question came through, I screenshotted it. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. a good question. It is a good question. You know, will <laughs> the Ables be able to exploit the Suns? At times, yes, but we will have a response. Yep, absolutely. No, that was a great question. And thank you guys both for your great answers. I just, we're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, something I was thinking about, and I don't know if you guys referenced this, but like, Devin Booker can play make a little bit. We all know Kevin Durant can do it. So, you know, pressure's on a little bit for them to do that if we are, God forbid, in those scenarios. And let's just move it on real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on this question. And I thought that this was a good question that I thought of. If the Clippers lose in the first round, they don't necessarily have to rebuild, but do they have to retool? The reason I bring this up is because I went on Sports Track, which is a great website. You want to look best. up contracts. They are always on, and they're like on top of it. Like when trades and signings go down, they're on top of it. They can tell you like future draft picks. It's an incredible website. I went on Sports Track and looked up Kawhi and PG, and they're both unrestricted free agents in 2025. I think Westbrook's an unrestricted free agent this upcoming season and all that. And, you know, they have some serviceable role players who I'm sure are going to give us trouble this series. But, like, you know, those are the big three and really big two if you if it's just Kawhi and PG. So, you know, if they lose, you know, sure, they're probably going to give it one more swing. But, like, what, what can they really do? Like, I don't know their salary cap situation, although I'm sure a chunk load of the money is going to their big three. And we all know that Steve Ballmer and their front office is going to pay whatever money to get these stars in. But with the new CBA and all that, I, I just, I don't know. Like, do you really take one more chance? And again, we don't have to spend too much time with this, with the, with the Clippers. Cause you know, we're Suns geeks. Yeah. That's what we do. But like, do they give this roster one more chance? Do they, I, I don't know. Like what, what are you guys thinking? Matthew, do you have an answer for this one or any opinion? What are you thinking, man? Well, I think like just like the Suns right now, you know, this team with Kevin Durant, you got to ride it out till it's over with. Yeah, I think you ride it out, of course, through through next year. Because the thing is with this team, it's like if you have those two healthy, that's always a question. If they're healthy, you're going to win a championship. You can. You have probably the biggest opportunity of anybody in the league because that team's deep. They're all built around those two. It's a well built team that can actually, you know, play great defense, good shooting when it's needed, Um, ISO ball, anything you need from that team when they're healthy. It's it's a perfect assembled team. I just think that you got to keep it together. You can't just like, you know, the thing is like they get like a pass kind of because of the Clippers too. Yeah. I think it's because it's the Clippers. Like it's like, well, they're trying. All right. And it's going to take some time. They have guys like Kawhi who will sit out games and you don't know if it's just like the medical staff telling him to or him. He does hint that it's the medical staff. They don't want him to play. And you see why. I mean, these guys come back, they start looking good and then they get hurt. I would take one more year and see what they can do because it's already well built, built team. Like I said, but also it's Kawhi and Paul George. If they're traded, any team's gonna be looking for them to like add to you know win a championship. Yeah. So 
just kind of like Monty Williams thing. It's like Monty, you don't want to you don't want to get rid of him because who are you going to have to replace? Yeah. And do you yeah. want to start rebuilding now? Just run it out and try to resign yeah. those guys because they still got two or three more good years. I feel like after this year. Yeah. They, and, you know, they they could do that. And who knows? I mean, that maybe they could make some great offseason moves and Kawhi and PG want to stick around, assuming they stay healthy and everything. But I'm just I just don't know how much longer you go with Kawhi and PG and say, this is what we have and we'll see you in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. John know, it gets tiring. Yeah. Yeah. John, what are you thinking, man? It's tough because you, you look at the contract situation and. Again, they're both, you know, you have Paul George is on a $45 million contract next year. Kawhi Leonard's on a $45 million contract next year. And the following year for both players, it's a player option, Mm. which most likely they'll opt into. Now, granted, we still have to see what's what's going to happen with with, with the media rights and everything like that. But the media rights are supposed to hit in 25-26, which is the year they both become unrestricted free agents. So they might both opt back in potentially. So it's a question that Balmer has to ask and go, is this an opportunity where I can take at least one of these guys and spin them into something yeah. else? That's what I was thinking. Because mm-hmm. you look at their, their draft picks, the next draft pick that the Los Angeles Clippers own is their second round pick in 2026. Yeah. I was like, they probably don't have that much. <laughs> both of their, they have, they have a, a two first round draft picks this year. But OKC owns the the rights to one of them, and Houston owns the rights to another one. Well, they're Memphis, pretty much getting them. Memphis has their second round pick this year. Next year, OKC owns their right the rights to one of them. Uh, the following year, it's a pick swap. You know, I mean, they they traded for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and you don't get Kawhi Leonard without Paul George. So they sold they sold everything. Yeah. So you look at this roster next year. Eric Gordon is a is a non-guaranteed contract, but Norman Powell's still under contract for 18 mil. Marcus Morris is under contract for 17. Rocco, Robert Covington is under for 11.6. Nicholas Batum is 11.7. And Evita Zubak is all 10 is 10.9. Those guys are all still under contract next year. They still got Bones Highland next year, and they're gonna have to make that decision relative to if they want to give him his rookie extension, but that's gonna be kind of the following year. So they can really run it back next year and play the Clippers game that they played since this core came together. And by core, I mean two guys. Is if we can both get to the playoffs healthy, what's going to happen? Because have they been to the playoffs healthy yet? No. Yeah. And this is another. They were they were primed for it this season. They did all the load management shit. They got everything ready. They got Rocco last year. They got Norman Powell last year. So they've got some good long winged guys. Yep. That they like to they like to have they have a Vita Zubak in the middle with Mason Plumlee behind him, so they have a little bit of size, mm-hmm. but they still haven't entered a postseason where both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are healthy. Exactly. When the Suns played this team in the Western Conference Finals, they were without Kawhi Leonard. Now they're playing him again for the third time. This the Suns are playing the Clippers in the postseason 2006, 2001 Western Conference Finals. This year, now they're going to be without Paul George. You know, for the beginning of the series, quote unquote, we all saw that injury. This guy isn't Giannis Antetokounmpo. We don't know when we're going to see Paul George. The Suns need to jump on this team quick because if Paul George comes back and like on game five, it's going to be different. But relative to next season, I say the Clippers are just going to hold Pat. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Especially for ticket sales too and all that. Well, if if they opt into their play options in two years, that's when you can trade one of them. And the thing is too, it's like these teams right now, then this is the way the Suns are. It's just win right now, right? These the draft picks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
picks don't matter for these teams. And I feel like if, if a player wants out now, I think that's when trades happen. I think when you start hearing like all these players upset, like Trey Young, what's happening with Trey Young over there in Atlanta? I mean, of course, they're moving on to the next round. But right now, it's like, you know, he might be gone next year because you just hear things about him not being happy. No being happy with drama, him. I feel like that's drama. when things start to yeah. happen where trades happen. I think with Kawhi, with Paul George, I think they want to be in L.A., right? And they want you know, the opportunity to win a championship there. And that's probably all that LA needs. It's like, Hey, who else are we going to get to come to this team? I don't know if they're building a new arena, but it's just like, who else are we going to get? And plus, if we want to win, we have to have those names on our team. And I know it's a lot of money, but that's just the way it is now. I feel like I know picks matter, but free agency is just where it's at right now in the NBA. If you want to win a chip, you just focus on free agency next year, the next year, next year, keep getting the next guy like the Suns are going to do for like the next 10 years. No, you guys spot on. That was great. I just wanted to, I thought of that question. I was like, oh, that kind of ties in with the Clippers and this whole first round series and everything. And I appreciate your guys' great feedback. I appreciate right you there. too. Thanks, I, you. I, I appreciate me <laughs> Thanks, and John. you guys. Okay. I love you both. I love you guys both. You know what? Before, but right before we got on this podcast, I was thinking of running into the wall and separating my shoulder. Just to bring it back to the first time Suns Geek was ever on the Suns Jam Session podcast. It must have been two, three seasons ago. Oh, God. And we tried two or three times to get you on, and we had some scheduling conflicts. And you finally came on, and you were in the, you, you had your arm in a sling because you had hurt yourself. And you're like, dude, I've, I've canceled on you twice. I can't cancel on a third time. You were so hopped up on methamphetamines uh, <laughs> that I don't think you were coherent. Uh, yeah. And then you were drinking a beer, and we were really concerned. And we almost had a, like an intervention, but we didn't know if it was the right time. But here we are, three years later, and Suns Geek, we're here to have an intervention. <laughs> we think you make too much Suns content. We know that if it has to do with the Phoenix Suns, you're going to make a video about it. But dude, come on, man! Like, just just breathe, man. You know what? Just yeah. breathe. I'm going to humble myself for a minute. I actually have been practicing not uploading and like taking a day <laughs> off and going to go see a movie or something. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm serious. Like, I. Legit have said, you know what? I could make a video or clip something and upload it, but I'm like, no one cares right now. They just they want the playoffs to start. I'm like, I'm gonna take a day off. You know, I was watching succession. I (laughs) don't do that, John. Someone actually put in the comments like, "Thanks for the fucking spoiler." So I I hope they weren't talking about you, John. Probably that's huge. Best show in the world, and John almost spoiled it. Thursday, dude. All right, Uh, catch up, people. I was thinking about coming to you, checking out your place, and like doing a little documentary about something. <laughs> if you like that, just hang out with me awesome, and record. Yeah. And that has to do with the Phoenix Suns. So while you're making that documentary of Suns Geek, he'll be making a video about it. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be making a video of me. Making it's, a video of him exactly. now. it's like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, moving on. Uh, <laughs> After that great segment, so bad I spoiled it for some real, real quick. Uh, I was saying maybe maybe during the off season we could uh, do a little reaction show and go react to that first live show that we did. We should, and everybody can see. I me can't look at swing. myself. It's just like us. an alien. I wonder what us we watching said back the show. Then. <laughs> yeah, I what we said like uh, same stuff oh, we're God. saying now. When are the Suns going to fucking win a championship? <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, real quick, this was actually a qu- I don't know if you guys can see what I see in the chat. Like, there's the starred and the live yes, comments. I can see the starred. I this see was one a, starred. This was a good question, actually. We don't because I, you know, I want to. We got to get out of here and everything, but I do want to get to this question. What do you guys see? And this is from the Aussie Podfather. What do you, mm. What do you guys see as the biggest concern in this series? Is it health? 
or is it the foul situation this team has? I'm going to start with this one, and maybe I sound paranoid. Maybe I sound a little crazy or something. It's got to be the health. Uh, you know, the players can figure out the fouls and the refs trying to rig the game so that the Lakers can make the finals and everything. You know what I mean? But it's like it's got to be health because without that, then nothing else really matters. We have to stay healthy. God forbid. Heck, I'll even say give, give us 90% health, which we are pretty much at right now with campaign status and busy up in the air and everything. Just let us freaking be healthy. Let the NBA be somewhat healthy this year. That way we can have the best available players playing at their best. And that way the fans can be like, oh, well, this player was out. And that's why we didn't win and blah, blah, blah. And like, you guys know what I mean? Just give us some, give us good health. What what, what are your guys' biggest concerns though? Uh, John, you want to start? <laughs> sure. Let's go with, uh, no, I completely agree with you on the health thing. I think that's, yeah, that's everybody's biggest fear. I mean, that's what yeah. the Clippers fans are literally talking about right now. And that's the fair. sheer fact that they're without Paul George yeah. and it sucks. And it's like, yeah. fuck, here we are. We're the Clippers. We've made one Western Conference Finals in 53 years of being a franchise. <laughs> you know, 53 years of being a franchise. I think they've been to the playoffs like 13 times and nine of them have occurred in the last like 10 years. Yep. So it's just like, you know, that that's something that you can't control. I'll talk about what you can control. Three-point perimeter defense. I think Great. that that's something that I'm really going to watch when we play against the Thank Clippers, you. Thank you, you, for saying that. you look at the Phoenix suns and they're a team that gives up the third most three point attempts in the league. Now, granted it's a 35.7% clip that they give it up at, which is 11 per uh, 11th in the league. But the, the Los Angeles Clippers are a team that really like the three, they have the third best three point shooting in the league. And we all know what three point shooting means, especially in the playoffs, especially when our team is giving it up on the road, right? Because that's what gets the crowd behind them. That's what gets them back in the games. Eddie Johnson reminds us every time the Suns are down by 15 points, he tells us, well, you know, with the modern three-point shot, no one's ever out of it. Yeah, we know, Eddie. Like It's like, I don't know if you guys used to watch Dimeback games, but Mark Grace used to always explain why the center fielder was the best athlete on the team. He's like, because he can run the farthest. He gets to cover the most ground. I'm like, thanks for that astute insight for the 55 55- <laughs> 55th time, Mark Grace. And Eddie says the same thing about the three-point shot, but it's valid when you play a team like this. Now, granted, they take 33.4 three-pointers a game, but they make 38.1% as a team. As a team. Now, granted, you have Paul George out, and he's a 37.1% three-point shooter, but you have a lot of really good three-point shooters on this team. Kawhi Leonard, 41.6% from beyond the arc. Uh, Eric Gordon's a 42.3% shooter since he joined the team. Norman Powell, Rocco, both at, both at 39.7. Terrence Mann is no longer on the – he's still on the team, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 38.9%. I, I was just thinking that because I was just watching uh, OKC and they have traded. And, and they've traded players. and Yeah, a bunch of yeah. people. Bones Highland's been at 35%. So this is a team that's going to be chucking threes regardless. And we're a team that gives that allows the opposition to shoot a lot of them. So we've really got to watch that three-point perimeter defense. We know what that's like. We played against the Clippers, or I'm sorry, the the Mavericks last year. They were a team that wasn't a great three-point shooting team, but they shot a lot of volume. They got hot. They beat us. Yep. And, you know, pointing out the obvious here, but, yeah, I mean, like we got Kevin Durant, but we lost Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson. We gained Josh Okogie. Yeah, Josh Okogie. But I agree with you. That's 
That's one of my biggest criticisms of the Suns team really all season is, damn it, we cannot guard a three to save our life. Seriously. Not saying that any of us three could do it any better, but, damn, these are professionals. These guys get paid millions of dollars. And Monty Williams, I know he's been on them. And sometimes even he takes the blame for better or worse, saying that I didn't have my guys yeah. ready and three-point defense and closing out on threes. But, Matthew, what says you, man? What's what's your biggest concern? Is it What, what are you thinking, man? Well, yeah, Monty, Monty does that for fouls too, where the Suns are just horrific getting <laughs> yep. the foul line, but he's just still fault. you know at the refs. Like it's yeah. like okay, well these guys can't draw a foul. They they did a little bit better towards the end of the season there after Monty like kind of lit up the refs. Um, for me, in a, in a series like this, if you have Paul George, the foul situation would be huge. I think if you were playing the Warriors, that's something that really scared me. Where. You know, the Warriors, they can get things to go their way. And it, it scares me to have the refs kind of just control the game when you're playing a team like the Warriors because they get their way most of the time. They really do. Um, the Clippers, though, I'm not fearful of that. I'm not. Like I said, if Paul George is there, maybe that's something to worry about. But right now, I'm just thinking about health, obviously. And not too much, though. Like, I'm not too worried. I think we'll be okay health-wise, but of course, you can't tell the future. Fingers crossed. But the health thing kind of leads into just them <laughs> gelling and getting – you know, good ball, good, good minutes together before the next series if they do win. But um, I don't know. It's weird. I think a lot of people are picking like the Suns to win in six. But like, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, I'm not too worried about a whole lot. I wasn't too worried about the Mavericks series either. So please don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed, man. I'm, I'm praying for good health and I hope we don't run into a repeat. Of the Matt, even the Pelican series, we struggled in that series, man. That was tough. Uh, that was then, when we realized we needed yeah. Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's why I brought up, I was like, players, like I said this earlier, like players are going to play a whole different notch, a whole different level, but the Suns got to play at a different level as well. With Kevin Durant, Booker, Paul, et cetera, I feel like the Phoenix Suns can do that. I'm super excited for this series. And, you know, it's not going to be easy. And as John pointed out earlier, the Suns will lose a game. It's going to happen. But they got to bounce back. They have to make those adjustments. I just I just pray that we stay healthy. And that's honestly me. And, then, you know, really going back to what was John was saying with, with closing out, playing great or playing better defense, you know, guarding the three better, uh, that's a huge concern. Also, John, you know I've been a critic about this, rebounding. Rebounding is very important. And I know that, you know, the stats say otherwise, but that's my biggest gripe. I sound very repetitive at this point with the rebounding, but damn it, there's, rebound's there's, a damn ball. There's nothing wrong with that because it's the most frustrating thing, especially in the postseason, when yeah. you allow especially offensive rebounds. Uh, I mean, I, Matthew knows because he's watched many a game with me, and it's probably my favorite phrase to say during basketball games is, you know, get the damn ball, get the yep. damn ball. The damn ball. You know, after the opposition misses or even after your own team misses, you have to go and try to rebound the ball. And that is one of my concerns with this team is uh, – and by this team, I mean the Clippers – is they have some size on the interior. You know, they got a Vita Zubak and they got Mason yeah. Plumlee right behind them. Yep. And if Bismack isn't healthy from a rebounding standpoint, Mason Plumlee is going to be a key character in this series because he can score – and he can force his way around on the interior because he can rebound the ball. Now, that being said, this team in the in the, the Clippers, not a great rebounding team. They're 17th in the league. They're 19th in off, uh, offensive rebounding. You, were, you think back to when we played the Pelicans last year. They were a top rebounding team, an offensive rebounding team. And that's what made that series so frustrating is there were elongated possessions for the opposition that kept them in the game. The Suns yeah. themselves, <laughs> you know, 
They're they're 11th in total rebounding. It might not feel like it, but they're in the you know close to the top third in the league in rebounding, and we're fifth in the league in offensive rebounding, and that's huge. And that's going to be something that's going to definitely play a factor in this series. I like this comment from Mark. Suns leaders have been to the playoffs a few times now. Inexperience handling emotions would be unacceptable now. Preach. I yeah. love that comment. And that goes back with our biggest concerns and the foul thing and the referees and all that. And, you know, Monty Williams has talked about it. Devin Booker's talked about it. They have to be in control. Let's yeah. be real. We've all played basketball and stuff, and we've played sports and all that emotion and adrenaline and all that takes over you do kind of lose your head sometimes but i like the way that mark ordered it like it should be unacceptable now especially if everything we dealt with during the regular season and that terrible lakers game where austin reeves got to the free throw line like a billion times and you know breathing on a player is a foul like they got to get that under control the, most of the Suns have been there done that especially kevin durant booker's been in the finals Aiton and all them yeah, I, I love that comment. I feel like that yeah. really ties in well with what we've been Booker's talking been about here. Booker's yeah. been a lot better. He's yeah. been, um, well, he had that game where he kind of cost us, him and Chris Paul, the double technical yeah, yeah. Uh, when everybody was out. I mean, we, I forget who we're playing, of course. Um, but ever since that game, he's kind of leveled off. And I think it's because Monty told him, like, hey, I'll take care of the refs. Just yep. focus on your game. Because yep. he's the one guy that when he gets in his head with the refs and the fouls, Bad. It takes a turn for the worse sometimes, and it costs us a game sometimes. Same thing with DeAndre Ayton, too. Like, you guys have heard me say it. Like, quit complaining to the rest and get back on defense, man. You guys know he struggles yeah. with that. Puts yeah. his arms up in the air, starts walking back and all that. You know, they got to – Yeah. I'm sh- – I- Put him in check, Kevin Durant. Tell tell DeAndre Ayton get back on defense. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you guys, we're going to keep going here for a little bit. I know that you guys probably want to enjoy the rest of your night. John, I'm uh, sure you want to go we're watch su- Succession or whatever. Nope, I'm, all, I'm all caught up. <laughs> Can't watch it anymore. Can't. <laughs> no, it's just getting good again. I mean, ever. It's, it's good every time. Watch Succession, people. Watch that show. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> it's on season four right now. We're all waiting anxiously for episode four. <laughs> Well, you guys go check that out, but we're going to continue to go on here because I got a few more questions and I've been keeping my eye on the chat. There are a few good questions in here. Um, Shout out to John who has been saying lots of nice things. Suns Geek always motivated. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat. We're almost at the hour mark and I'm live with the Suns Jam Session podcast on both channels on Suns Geek and the Suns Jam Session podcast. So you guys know what to do. Check out the description link down below. Follow us on all of our socials. Subscribe. If you're listening to the Suns Jam Session podcast, leave a five-star review. You guys know what to do and all that good stuff. So we're going to move on here, you guys. This is sort of the Q&A section. I had a few backup questions and everything. We're going to start with this one here. What other series are you guys going to be watching? I mean, I wrote down a few that I'm going to be definitely keeping my eye on. Former Phoenix Suns, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges over, you know, at the Brooklyn Nets, the Nets Sixers. I'm kind of plugged in a little bit with the Sixers because I'm friends with a lot of Sixers content creators, and that's going to be an incredible series. But maybe Kings Warriors, that low key could be a seven game series. I'm hyped for that. It's going to be an offensive juggernaut of a series. The Cavs Knicks, I could see that going seven games. Uh, let's start with Matthew. What what series are you going to be watching whenever you have the free time? And, you know, the Suns obviously aren't on. Well, all these series are awesome. I think yeah. top to bottom, they're going to be great. Um, but oh, yeah. uh, maybe whoever the Bulls are playing, it eh, might mm. suck. But 
Um, Bulls Heat or no? Is that the playing game? I don't know. No, I was actually thinking we we don't know yet. We don't. Yeah, even we, know yeah, Bulls we don't make know it yet. yet. So, uh, whoops, I didn't spoil. That's, no, like that's John okay though. Honestly, I'm surprised they won. <laughs> I'm legit surprised they won. Okay, so my favorite series is give this team some respect, and it's the Kings. The Kings are the Suns two years ago. Um, they come into a series against the Warriors, who just now everyone's there. They have defenders that are back. It's uh, I was talking to my friend today, Gary Payton Jr. Oh, my God. That's, that's your friend? Third. Yeah, yeah. Your friend yeah. is Gary Payton Jr. <laughs> talking You're to my friend cool. about Gary Payton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, talking about I one day, man, we'll be best buds, I hope, because I love his defense. He has great D. I think he's one of the best defenders in the league. Him and uh, Wiggins together when they're back on the court, that team is going to be ridiculous to watch. But who knows, man, because they're both injury – uh, Gary Payton is injury-prone, so he might not even last the whole series. But I'm going for the Kings, dude. Like, I want them to win. I want them to sweep this team. I want them to just come out and blow them out, which probably won't happen. But I'm taking the Kings in that series. I'll be rooting for them just like the Suns. And it has a lot to do with just me wanting to the Kings to move on to the next round. You know, there's a lot of hate for the Warriors. I don't like them too much. There's not too much of a rivalry between the Suns and the Warriors, except for in the regular season. There's not been any long series yet, but I would love to see that this year. But just the Kings need that respect. And I'm going to be rooting for them. Um, and also, yeah, of course, the Nets. That'll be the second one. But I'm going to be watching every series, I feel like. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to watch as many games possible, especially on Saturday, because I believe those games start super early and it's going to go late into the night. So, John, I got to ask, what series are you going to be watching? I know you're a busy guy, but uh, what are you going to be watching? Well, man? if I'm going to probably Succession, it's a really good series. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I set myself up for Ted that Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso is really good. Um, I'm still not kind of caught up on any of the Mandalorian stuff, so I'll be watching those series. But if you're talking about I got to get caught up on season three. Yeah, me too. And it's just—I I didn't even—I thought after season two, I'm like, that's they go to. I know. I thought that was done. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, money. Uh, you know, you know, you said you could see the Cleveland Cavaliers and Knicks going seven yeah. games. I don't you know might. why. Mm-hmm. I won't watch one fucking second of that one. Uh, that's the one why? series. That is, I just no interest in the Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, I just. I love my basketball, but it's like you have to prioritize what you're going to watch and what you're not going to watch. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and whoever they play, probably not going to watch much. Yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Denver. And if they end up playing um, who like Minnesota, not yeah. going to watch it. If they end up playing, uh, who's the other team they, they could end up playing? I don't even remember. You know, like uh, not going to watch Thunder. that one. Thunder, not going to yeah. watch it. Not going to watch it. I'll watch the Thunder. Maybe I'm the Thunder. I'm I love SGA. SGA. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. way Giddy played last game, like that's going to be a fun duo to watch if Giddy can play that way again. But yep. but those, and John Nelson in the chat, Cavaliers are underrated. Yep. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. But I have no desire to watch them play the Knicks. Like they make it to the next round, boom, I'm I'm locked in. I love Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. I love that team. I yeah. don't, I'm not a big Donovan Mitchell fan just because of, you know, <laughs> he played for Utah forever and he was kind of the anti Booker guy. Uh, but I just, it's yeah. when, when I look at the different series, I'm kind of right now picking a point the parts or picking a point the, the series that I'm not going to watch the ones that I'm excited for, obviously Philly and Brooklyn. I mean, that's Matthew picked the right one. Like we're all going to be watching the Kings and golden state. Like there's no one who's not going to be watching that one. Those are the ones that you're tuning in and you're watching the game like Cavaliers, uh, Knicks, no desire. If it's the nuggets and thunder, I'm watching the last five minutes of the game. Uh, if it's the, 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 76ers in Brooklyn. I'm watching that. I'm watching the shit out of that. Uh, I'm the the Boston series. Who's Boston playing again? 
Um, uh, they are playing the. Oh, I have it right here. I'm sorry. The hot, I, I, the hot. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. just made all yeah. the graphics for tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> uh, so again, if you're joining us tomorrow, we'll be live on the Suns Jam Session channel as we do our playoff preview and we break down all of these series. But no desire to see the Hawks. Hawks are bleh. the fact that they won against the Heat. Like, it had that been the Heat versus the Celtics, yeah. I'm right there. Yeah, but I'm not watching that one. But top two that aren't Phoenix Suns related. You guys both said it. I mean, it's. Number one is Golden State versus Sacramento. Number two is Philly Brooklyn. Like those yep. are both dude great series. We forgot about the Lakers and Grizzlies. How yeah, fun that's no one be. gives a shit. But that's gonna be funny. That's just a funny series because I'm Brooklyn, gonna keep my eye we'll on that it. series. It's gonna be what? bad. You guys gonna watch? No, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. It's like who's hurt? Uh, who's uh, who's saying some shit? Like is Shannon Sharp gonna be there? Like it's just <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's it's a lot. I think that's a perfect matchup. Like I think if the Suns that's matched the up, one. But but the thing about that one, that one's gonna be shoved down our throat so yeah. much. Yeah, that's like I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, for that I reason, know. I don't know. <laughs> like that's one of those series. Like you give it like three games, and based on it's where LeBron, they're at in though, three man. games, yeah, yeah, I don't like LeBron. I know, but I love watching LeBron, even though he almost fucked up that game. And I'm surprised if I wish I wish after the in that game, like the team just walked to the the whole team just walked into the tunnel when LeBron was fucking that game up and trying to throw it away. <laughs> the like, last two this. minutes. Yeah, I just excuse my language. Based off of where that series is at is where I'll kind of tune in. But it's going to that's going to be the number one series everyone talks about. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's it's going to be a series. Grizzlies will win that series, by the way. Oh, yeah. Grizzlies, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll do our five games predictions next. tomorrow on our yeah. on ours. But like, yeah, uh, it, I just started listening. Off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure to uh, watch your guys' show tomorrow and leave you yeah, guys. Yeah, but listen, like, right, make sure you if, comment right. Yeah, yeah. If Don't we sit there and be like, all right, so who do we think is going to win the Philly series? And you're <laughs> in the chat and you're, and you're, you're like, Philly could win it in seven, but they <laughs> also could win it in six. That's going to be and my Potentially answer. five. And Brooklyn yeah. could win six. We're like, Sons Geek, fucking commit. <laughs> going to block yeah. me from the chat and block <laughs> me from watching you guys. <laughs> So real quick, you guys, moving on. And guys, get get your questions in the chat now. I'll do my best to answer them. Maybe we'll do like a speed round thing. Someone sent this in from IG, so I do want to answer. He also asked it in the chat. And maybe I missed the post-game press conference after this. We don't have to spend too much time on this This question. This is great, by the way. This This is is from what I think it is. This is from Big Will Rico. I hope I read that right. I'm I'm just going to put it on the screen. I don't know if y'all can see that. But he no, said, do the Pels blow this sheet up after Shade throwing at Zion? Suns that and 16. was amazing. <laughs> I, I missed what they said, but I do oh. know Zion looks healthy and missed like a whole bunch of games. So what happened, and Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, but Zion, Zion was cleared to play, but essentially said he didn't want to play because he didn't want to mess with the team chemistry. Am I right on that, Matthew? Yes. Okay, so in the post game, CJ McCollum talked about, hey, listen, I probably should have got surgery. I chose not to. I wanted to be on the team or on the court with my team. Brandon Ingram came in after him and pretty much said the same thing. Like, listen, none of us are 100%, but we have to be out there with our team on the court. They both made it a point to talk about not being healthy, but being on the team with the court. That's nothing but shade at Zion. Yep. It's one thing if it's an offhanded comment by one player, but when both players are using this, utilizing the same verbiage and it's right after the news is like, Zion could have played, but like, I don't know, guys. You know, yep. it's just like... You look Mr. pretty damn healthy to me. Mr. I've, I pulled a hamstring in January and now it's April and I still ben haven't Simmons. been back. 
So will they blow it up? We don't know. There's a lot of mechanisms at play there, but it's very clear that things aren't right in New Orleans internally because they're pissed off because Zion's a big fat baby. Matthew, low sons that say Zion's mentally weak. That's a thing. We talked about it last podcast where it is uh, Ben Simmons. He's affected by it just drastically where he can't come back and play like he was because mentally he's broken, dude. And it's the way the world is now. And I hate to be that guy, but it is. It's like if you go out there and you fail and you get called out and you're the talk of the social media town or whatever for about a couple weeks about how badly you performed in a playoff series or you're injured and you can't come back, you look fat and all this stuff. It affects these guys a lot. And I don't know if he's looking for a new situation somewhere else to see maybe that will help because right now if he comes back, but that's the thing is like when he comes back, like he's so fucking dominant. Like, I don't know what he'd be so insecure about. Is he scared to get hurt again? But you can't be because you have to play sooner or later to me. When I see that interview, which is one of the weirdest interviews I've ever seen the weirdest answers. Um, I'm just like, he kind of just looks like he wants out. He looks like he has his family kind of like what Kawhi does with his uncle where his yeah. uncle just helps him get to wherever he wants to go. They keep it quiet. looks like the same thing. And, you know, I don't know what he goes through, obviously, and I don't know how it is out there uh, in New Orleans playing for the Pelicans, but he might not like it. He might want to be somewhere else, and this is the best way for him to go about it. He's trying to stay positive, but he's a guy that's always going to be hurt. And someone brought it up. Who was it? About Joel Embiid, where he's played. I think it was on the broadcast where he's played – about I think he played like 20 games less in the same amount of time that Zion's been in the league when he first started too. So, I mean, there is hope for this guy to actually have a good career, but I think it's going to be somewhere else. That's the only thing I could take from that. So that extension though, man, I mean, I know the contracts don't matter, but like he's, he hasn't even started the extension. I know, but when they want out, it's like, it's like KD baby. Clippers get the, (laughs) I know that we said we weren't going to spend too much time on this question, but someone responded to me earlier because I asked like last night, I was like, what do the Pelicans do this offseason? I was just trying to engage with some people, but I like this person's uh, answer and I'm going to share my screen real quick. I don't know if y'all can see that. I can zoom in a little. I like the way that he worded this. He said they need to have a serious talk with Zion. If they do see him drop 20 pounds in two months, they got to be looking or if they do, I don't know if he meant to say don't see, but uh, they got to be looking to move on from him. They have a good squad already, which I do agree with. Uh, but having your best player sitting on the bench most of the season is a waste of money and ruins the morale. I got and the answer. What's the answer? You, have you ever watched 600 Pound Life? <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. yeah. I they, need doc, they need Dr. Now. They need Dr. Now to go they to do. Zion and be like, <laughs> you could have lost 30 pounds this month. And then... <laughs> And then that's the answer. Just get Dr. Now in the locker room and have him lose some weight and they'll be good. I just, maybe I'm like an optimistic basketball fan here. And I, I just think like, yeah, Zion probably does need to lose the weight in the mental thing. That's a whole different conversation for another time. Cause we've seen it with Ben Simmons, yada, yada, yada. But I'll just say this. They do have a good squad and Willie green, you know, despite the ups and downs of this season is a really good coach. We saw that last, you know, in the first round of last series. And, even when he was with the Suns, he won us a couple of games. Uh, David Griffin, I think, is a very good GM, in my personal opinion. And they got the fan base. They got the ticket sale, especially with Zion and Ingram and et cetera. Maybe they might need to make a few tweaks here and there, but the Zion thing does need to be addressed soon. It's just every time I see him, he looks damn healthy. Yeah, so they're contenders. I, I don't know. They're contenders yeah, with they're him. Contenders. I don't understand it. 
And, and you know, I, I've said it multiple times, like statistically, when he's out there, you know, they're better and he's better. So I just, I don't know. So, uh, but we're going to move on here. Uh, and again, get your guys' questions in right now. If you guys want, we can go for like another 30 minutes. If you guys are down, I don't want to keep you guys too long. My wife's um, waiting to do our taxes. So I hear you. Okay. <laughs> I can do, uh, maybe we five, should go longer five than minutes. Want to do one more question or yeah, yeah we can do one or two. We, we can do, yeah, let's do one more question. Cause I did kind of want to get to this one. And again, you guys are going to hate me cause I'm not going to have a solid answer, but if you guys could add one player, from Suns history to this roster in their prime, who would it be and why? I'm going to start with this one, y'all, just to just to really bug you guys. Uh, everybody on this back wall right here, look at some of the greats right here. Alvin Adams, Connie Hawkins, Dick Van Arsdale. I mean, there's just so many great answers here. I mean, you know, Charles Barkley, Thunder, Dan KJ. I could go on Lou, and on. Lou Amundsen. <laughs> like, there's just too Pat many Burke. great answers here. Hey, Pat <laughs> I know you guys remember that game, right? <laughs> when he went off like six threes. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know if I really have nowhere. an answer here. And everyone's probably, you know, I feel like the popular answers are going to be the Charles Barkleys and whatever. But like so many great answers here. I mean, we even got a Kendall Marshall fan saying Kendall Marshall, who that's, that's one of the biggest one. disappointments in Suns history. But I don't know. What, do you guys have an answer here? Uh, John? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, an- the, the answer is easy. It's Sean Marion, dude. Oh, Sean Marion would be would be perfect on this team. Are you kidding me? Could like you imagine? A, replace a Kogi with Sean Marion. That's a win. Help I mean, our rebounding too. Help everything. Help everything. Doesn't need any place called for him. Uh defense, rebounding, everything. It's just yeah. that's the answer. So, How did I not mention Amari Stoudemire? Totally overlooked him when I was talking about the Suns legends. Matthew, what about you, man? Yeah, I was thinking Nash, but I think as much as not, I'm not as big as a fan as everybody else. I'll take Sean Marion. That just looks so good. Just yeah. slipping on in there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what do you think That's about good. over there, John? You look like you're thinking about something. Somebody's <laughs> talking to me in this room about oh, taxes. Sorry. <laughs> taxes. Taxes. <laughs> the late great Paul West, Paul too. People forget, man, that he was an, a, a very good scorer back in his day. Always played hard. Um, so you guys, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot here because I know you guys got to get out of here. Do you guys have any questions for me or for each other? So, any, any questions? Mm. Will you marry off me? The top of your head? Yes. <laughs> I heard you say that you love me yesterday, Matthew, <laughs> on the chat in your guys' show. Mm. And I appreciated that. <laughs> How tall are you? I've met you in person before, but I don't remember. 5'11 ish. <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm. That's yeah. what I remember. That's it was what years ago. It was years ago. Yeah. Speaking um, of that, oh, go ahead, Matthew. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, don't I was just going to say, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was, I was going to let the people know, like, like how I was going to bring up how, like reminding people how we technically first met. And I know you guys remember that because what I remember was I had a few drinks. I was with my boy, Aaron, and there was these two guys standing in front of me and one of them had a dark Well, Excuse me. They had a Jersey on. But it had Sarge, yeah. I believe, taped over it. And I thought that was hilarious. And I secretly snuck a photo. And then we started talking. I gave you guys my business card because business cards are underrated. And, uh, and then, yeah, we started, now we're- you know, talking and all that and then Love collaborating. And, yeah. So I don't, I don't know why I brought that up. but No, it's a good it's story, a- man. It'll yeah. go into the documentary I'm going to make when I show up at your house tomorrow. 
Start the filming best, you. The best part of that story is the jersey that Matthew was wearing was a Josh Jackson jersey. Thank you for refreshing my memory. Yeah, yeah it was number you. 20. And Matthew, do you want to tell the story of how you got that jersey? Yeah, I mean, when I woke up Christmas morning, I was like, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? And they hid it in the shed, and I think I was grumpy, of course, like I always was. And then <laughs> you like had little notes, and uh, it was um, it was like an Easter egg hunt, wasn't it, trying to find it? Kind of. So what we did is we gave Matthew a 7-Up can for Christmas, and he looked at it, and he was very disappointed. And it was one of those 7-Up cans where you can unscrew the top, and there's something inside. That's where you hide your drugs. And... <laughs> It hidden inside was the start of a little scavenger hunt that led Matthew out to the shed, and then that's where the jersey was. And yeah, we ended up in there, and then I think it lasted a year, and then it went to Sarge a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Josh Jackson it, was my guy. Yeah, that was yes. Matthew was a Josh Jackson guy. Yeah. I remember on Devin Booker bobblehead night for some reason they were giving away the Josh Jackson like little pamphlet thing or whatever, and that that always bothered me. I filmed a video about it. <laughs> It bothered me. But anyways, you guys, I think that's going to wrap things up. If I did not get to your guys' question, I do apologize. We'll probably be doing something like this when we advance to the second round. You know what I mean? And definitely all offseason because I got so many shows playing with multiple different people during the offseason. It's going to be nuts. No short, you know, no, no, it's going to be crazy. Sun's content all over the place. And speaking of Sun's, Sun's content, you guys, you guys do incredible work over there, and something's going on with John over there. But I just I had do a package want... arrive from Amazon. Nice. <laughs> just thought I'd share that. The dogs were going crazy. You know how that goes, Sunsky. So to wrap the oh yeah, because there my dogs were doing it earlier. That's why I kept going on mute. But to wrap everything up, you guys. Uh, first off, thank you both so much for being here. I hope I didn't take up too much of your guys' time. It was an excellent show. Thank you guys for being yourselves and giving great insight and answers. We definitely got to do this again sometime. So even though the people already know who you are, just just plug yourself for the new viewers. Maybe there's some Clippers fans watching us for the first time. Um, just just you know, let let the people know where to find you, man. Let's start. I'm at Matthew Lissy. Yeah. Uh, my name is Matthew Paul Lissy. Um, I work at <laughs> my address is. I need that um, social security number too. Yeah, number come in. on and hang out. Leave the door open. And of John. course, you can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Suns Jam. We are live after every single Phoenix Suns game. We'll be live tomorrow when we do our 2023 playoff preview. And then we'll see you Sunday evening after the Suns beat the Los Angeles Clippers in game one of the first round. It was an incredible show, you guys. All the links are down below in the in the description. Make sure to subscribe, follow us. Thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Brandon, a.k.a. Suns Geek, and if it has to deal with the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to make a video about it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you to everybody who was live in the chat. You guys are all amazing. Jam Session with Suns Geek is the best. Don't forget about it. Also, real quick, you guys, before we get out of here, even if you're not subscribed, the best way to support us is just to keep watching, just to keep listening. I say that after every show, and I really mean it. And real quick, John, because I heard you when you were doing your live show, Suns fans, if you're going to games this playoffs, be humble. Don't be a dick. Don't be flashing money and punching people and all that stuff. Just be humble. Be good fans of basketball. And like Al McCoy said, love the game. Respect the game. On that note, I'm out of here. Enjoy this little outro that I made in like five minutes, but I think it's pretty damn cool. Make sure to subscribe. Thank you guys so much for watching. And as always,
Go Suns. Peace. Jam session. Let's go, Suns, baby. Uh.